0: Onward, my brave hawkmen! Let this be known forever as Zombie Takeout's Day!
1: Hello, and welcome to Zombie Takeout, the be Moving Cut Movie Show. I'm John.
0: Hello, I'm Scotto.
1: And before we get to this week's movie, we've got some listeners submitted. This is a voicemail from Bodo in reference to the last movie we did, uh, He-Man, or Masters of the Universe.
0: I'm actually driving while I'm calling you guys, so let me give you a little honk. Mm -hmm. All right. I am mad for you guys. He-Man. No fucking reason ever to come to Earth. Ever, ever, ever. No reason. Should never have happened. Never have happened. You just made a worse movie even more worse or, 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 or. I think that's the, the plural horses. Yeah, uh, love the show. Y'all have a good one now, you hear? Peace. How could how could he see me doing the honk the horn gesture we for, for over the podcast?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Um I'd, I'd been doing it every episode, Bodo
1: I think we called the movie out for it coming to Earth. We said, you know, it gets bad when it gets to Earth. It would have been oh, better fucking, if it was all on a Yeah.
0: I mean, it wasn't good to begin with, but mm-hmm. it would have been, yeah. yeah, asparagus. You know what? There was a reason they came to Earth, and it was very obvious one. It was to keep the budget down.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, also, the no reason thing reminded me of uh, rubber. No oh, uh, reason. <laughs> And a bit of uh, news, or, or maybe outdated news slightly, um, if you're following such things. But since there's a and d movie on the horizon, got to discuss the whole OGL thing. For those who don't know, uh, Wizards of the Coast, who makes D&D, uh, they're working on the, the next edition, 6th edition. And wow. some, some notes got leaked. And the public found out that they are tightening up the OGL, the Open game, Gaming License. Oh, this is the thing that allows people to stream their home brews, home brewed, you know games, and and sell in many cases their own you know modules and such. Basically, D and D would take a piece of everything and have create have control over all of that stuff. According to this this version of the OGL, there was of course a big furor. Um, shortly after, they released an updated version of it and apologized, and you know. They got rid of a lot of that stuff but it was still a little sketchy.
0: Yeah. There was still I wiggle
1: mean, room to give them a little too much control.
0: I, I guess I, I get it. They they want to you know have a, a cap on it want to be able to release stuff and if there's already a crowded market of stuff they're not getting a taste of.
1: But it's been there for decades and yeah. there's a very um, successful industry built on that now. The um, thing is, because of this, large swaths of the D&D community are now learning Pathfinder and looking for other similar fantasy games, basically turning against wizards on the cusp of a very expensive movie being released. Wow. I don't know if the movie was going to appeal to anyone outside of the D&D community to begin with.
0: That is always That is always the case with these, you know, it's... A very niche market in a way
1: and you know before all of this blew up they did the smart thing and threw in a ton of references that players and people who watch D would get mm. you know, they they aimed it to the fans of the of the game but now they've turned the fans a large a large percentage away from them
0: is this coming out in the summer or uh
1: i don't know offhand let me just google that real fast It is, um, this year, um,
0: let me see. They they might not have a solid release yet. Like, like I imagine now with the way things are, like, is it going to be streaming? Is it going to be in the theaters? Is it going to be on a Uh
1: platform? March 31st.
0: Wow. So it's close. Holy shit.
1: (laughs) And yeah, they just turned a large percentage of the community against them. Less than a, you know, all of this went down last month, maybe even late late January.
0: But and putting out a new edition. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you
1: know, five well, years been sure around why for a while.
0: We, I'm not sure why they need a new edition.
1: Five <laughs> years. You know? I mean, uh, Critical Role, the the granddaddy of all of the streamers, who are by the way, by all accounts, developing their own game. Yeah, <laughs> they have oh, their wow. own press, so they're. Not even their own module for D anD D. They're a completely different role playing game. They're they're developing apparently. Um, they started in twenty sixteen, and they play they've been playing Five E the whole time. So Five E's been around for you know quite a while.
0: I mean, I was second. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so, yeah, but a lot of people, speaking of second, a lot of people are going to Pathfinder Two E, yeah. um, which looks think- very interesting.
0: And I think I remember when Third came out, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah,
1: I just like to see you know corporations that get a bit greedy shooting themselves in the foot. It's it's just fun, and it'll be nice to see some variety out there because there's a ton of other even even if you just stick to the fantasy stuff, there's a ton of other role playing games out there.
0: Yeah, there, there's always there always have been honestly. You just yeah. have to had to find them somehow
1: So it'll be nice to see a bit of variety covered in the community now. Um not just D&D. Not that I mean only about half of the games I watch, well 3 out of 4 currently are, are D&D. Um there's another one is Star Trek. Uh, I've I've, yeah. I've been watched Star Trek game, Star Wars games there's, you know, other stuff. But it'll be nice to see, you know, some other role play, fantasy role playing games get some attention. Anyway, On to this week's movie, which is from 1980, Flash Gordon. Of course, that brings us to the impromptu plot summary sponsored by Technicolor. It was invented for a reason.
0: And also brought to you by Hot Hail. I'm not sure how it works, but it sounds dirty.
1: Yeah, don't look it up on Urban Dictionary. Okay. (laughs) I'm kidding, I don't know if it's on there, but I wouldn't be surprised.
0: It's listed right after Carl, right?
1: Mm, yeah.
0: All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, I I wanted to make a joke about uh, AI, but uh, just don't feel like doing it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, we fed a plot summary through AI, and because uh, everybody's doing that on their podcast, it yeah. feels like. Um, yeah, and I throw
1: it along in the tooth at this point.
0: Well, the AI generated material. Uh, oh, well, the, yeah. You know, this AI generated a impromptu plot summary and it said, uh, don't rely on AI, yeah. <laughs> you lazy bastards. <laughs> All right. Uh, so maybe I should have for this one. But anyway, uh, the we problem have... with
1: our shows have always been, we like to do it the hard way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it has been. And we're not been, qualified. <laughs> it has been our work ethic. Uh, that seems like something you guys aren't qualified to talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, fuck it. Let's do it anyway. <laughs>
1: You know, writing my own uh, RSS feedback in the day when we started. Yeah, that wasn't smart. <laughs> All right.
0: So we have a uh, New York Jets quarterback that was not Joe Namath. Um, this is supposed to be like the 1930s, but of course the New York Jets did not exist then. So very interesting choice. They would pick the Jets.
1: Was it? I know that's when Flash Gordon started. Was it set then, though?
0: I, I just assumed that it was set in the 1980s. But Oh, you're right. It had to be post-Hitler because yeah. they, sh- they talked about Hitler.
1: And the clothing was very kind of late 70s, early 80s.
0: Okay, so present day, um, yeah, I can't remember who the quarterback was back in the day then um, because it was the Jets and they lost anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this guy, um, I don't know, he was like the model for that Jim... Uh, Jay Bullock used for Monroe and Too Close for Comfort.
1: <laughs> I got the impression he was kind of a Namath character type character. Wow, Namath, Namath like back in the eighties was doing like the underwear ads and was you know this as much of a spokesmodel as he was a you know football player.
0: Yeah, you know, the funny thing about this movie is that the people that put it together obviously knew very little about football. <laughs> mm. Because, I mean, he's doing, like, running back moves. He's doing all sorts of different things. He's like, you said he was a quarterback, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I get, not to be stereotypical, especially for me, but I get the impression that they were very familiar with musicals, though.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. Very familiar musicals. <laughs> um, and the music I almost
1: was... used the same sponsor as last week. Oh. last episode.
0: <laughs> uh so uh, he's uh, he's on vacation. He's cut. He runs into a travel agent, and uh, they they're just about to hook up on the plane when uh, the sky turns red, and uh, hot hail abounds. And um, well, you know what you're in for when uh, Emperor Ming approaches the planet Earth, and it's pretty much just a clay model of the planet. Earth. <laughs> They, they set the tone right away. Um, the pilots are mysteriously lost in their plane, uh, but no no fear. Uh, Flash has also trained a little bit as a pilot, with the windows uh, broken out of the plane. <laughs> Crashes the plane into a, a mad scientist's lab, who tricks them into getting into a rocket to launch them into space to land in the middle of this intergalactic political intrigue of this time.
1: They give you an idea of what you're in for and they fucking deliver. They say, (laughs) this is going to be ridiculous and it's fucking ridiculous. Unlike a lot of movies we complain about.
0: Right. There's so many movies that we've done where they were delivering us ridiculous things, but they weren't intentionally ridiculous. Mm. They thought they were delivering us this, um, award-winning thing or
1: and as a result they hold they held back on the ridiculous
0: or in the case of star crystal i'm i'm still not sure what the fuck they thought Mm. they were delivering us but
1: you know if you know anything about (laughs) dino de Laurentis, he knew how to deliver ridiculous
0: yes and um
1: he was a big believer in go big or go home
0: and uh so so in the intrigue of this uh despot um Nobody seems to know that they can just team up against him and um, take him down. But never fear, of course. Flash Gordon is here, and he can teach everybody how to work together and uh, take him down.
1: Was he so, the first Marty stew
0: Oh, I don't know. He could be. Like, uh, you know, I proposed to do the originals, <laughs> one mm-hmm. of the originals, instead of yeah. this. I'm glad uh, you found yeah a uh, less expensive version to do. Mm. Um, so let's see let, let me see if I can trace what happens in the plot here after Flash is in with all of these people. He um he get he almost hooks up with the emperor's daughter. Um I don't know why they didn't quite. I think they you know, I guess cuz it was he was looking for a mm. PG rating. Right. Um or G oh. rating even.
1: Although, they lean real close to BDSM a little bit after that.
0: Oh, of course. There's a few scenes where it's like, wow, okay. Uh, that's, you know, my title. It's uh, The Wizard of Caligula. Oh. <laughs> Did De Laurentiis see that one? I thought that was gucci but Okay,
1: you're right, you're right, it was.
0: I have a feeling, I mean, it wouldn't really surprise me if De Laurentiis had a hand in it, too. Mm, yeah. Because, I mean... It just seems like a movie he would do. Right. Um, and yeah, you brought up Dune so, when we were talking too. Yeah. So One of my titles been...
1: was Dune Wars because this is very reminiscent of Dune. Um, and if, I, I can't say that was De Laurentiis or the director because Flash Gordon
0: predates all of that. That's true. It was De Laurentiis totally. That's why it was a, uh, a Smith, you know.
1: <laughs> there are certain aspects that are Smith. very De Laurentiis. But the, the militaristic nature the, the sort of political intrigue those angles the stuff that came from or that seemed like it came from dune was baked into flash gordon from go
0: that's true that is true i mean from I, the herbert probably
1: ripped it off from flash gordon
0: probably he was definitely thinking of that uh so i guess for the plot really uh there's a number of times where everybody believes flash is dead but spoiler alert he is not
1: <laughs> surprisingly nobody says i thought you'd be taller
0: <laughs> yeah yes i mean it, what a great movie this would have been though if he was successfully executed mm-hmm. with like an hour to go <laughs> I, I i would have i probably would have destroyed my desk pounding it so hard with laughter <laughs> watching it if he's was like yeah hey, um, when's flat where's flash um no, no, he he really is dead.
1: Because, <laughs> let's be honest, Marty Stu Namath was the least interesting part of the movie.
0: Yeah. Except uh, I kept expecting to go, oh, Mr. Rush. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, of course, he, he brings everybody together to save save the day. And hilarity ensues. Mm-hmm.
1: And it starts off with Ming
0: causing earthquakes. Yes. Causing weather disasters
1: His whole sort of method For determining threats Is he goes to this underdeveloped planet Creates all sort of natural disasters And if the planet Thinks it's natural They're not a threat But if anyone on the planet Thinks it was an attack from from another planet They're deemed a threat And if you know anything about Flash Gordon Dr. Zarkov realizes That it's coming from another planet
0: And uh, was it a planet or was it a ship? I I guess yeah, that was kind of confusing where the stuff was coming from.
1: I mean, the source of the threat is extraterrestrial. That was my point.
0: I missed uh, Robbie Coltrane. Was he in this? Yes, I believe he was in. Like, I think he was in the very beginning, like the uh, like airport security.
1: Oh, now. I'm gonna say something, maybe a little sacrilegious. Okay. The title song, not that good.
0: <laughs> My notes. Um, when when can we get our flash working nine to five mashup?
1: All due respect to Freddie and, and the rest of Queen. They you know were our amazing you know musical geniuses. They kind of balked on this one.
0: This was always phoned in. I mean, come on. Yeah. This was just. I mean, they came up with a few. You know, lines to sing, mm-hmm. and you yeah. know, let May play some great guitar. Yeah. Did they know that somebody was going to play some terrible keyboards over it later in the in the movie?
1: I don't know. I mean, Freddie might have done that himself.
0: Uh, I mean, those actually keyboards, they all played keys. Those keyboards sounded like they they weren't even good for 1973 standards, let alone 1980.
1: Yeah, but. You know, I, I can just picture Freddie at the piano just hitting one low note repeatedly and just tossing off that melody.
0: I, I think the keyboards may have been from the score because the, the, there was a different... Oh yeah,
1: there was another composer who did the score.
0: Yeah, and my guess is that he took Queen's music... Yeah, he took the progression and put from, that over it. Yeah, the that, song. But the Queen song
1: was theme. never that good. I know a lot no. of people fucking love it, but...
0: It, I've, I've always kind of thought it was, you know, funny. You know, mm, yeah, exactly.
1: Um, hot hell, very creative. I don't know how that works in terms of <laughs> physics, but it's it's entertaining.
0: Somebody confused, I think, meteor, you know, activity. Yeah. With hell. That's not what hell is, dude. Oh, speaking of the score, they, there was like a change in, in tone. The beginning, they sounded like they were trying to do an old school 1930s Flash Gordon style score, mm-hmm. and I really wish they'd kept that. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah it, it suffered from a lot of the same issues as the Warriors. They tried to go very modern and technological with the s- score, and it just didn't
0: work. Right. If they just kept playing this, like we're doing a, you know, a Flash Gordon movie with like mm-hmm. a Wizard of Oz, okay. you know, budget and and aesthetic uh, you know like a souped up 1930s movie
1: yeah and didn't throw the queen stuff in just for you know yeah contrast
0: why not you know it's oh. it's just craziness
1: loved the red fog Loved the all the psychedelic spacescapes <laughs> um.
0: oh yeah yeah whoever did the backgrounds man they 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 are the ones that crushed it just the, the blending technology of the green screen, unfortunately, mm-hmm. was not there.
1: Yeah. Like the, there were some <laughs> nice models. Um, the burning rock landing in Zarkov's lab, and he him and no, immediately knowing it's a moon rock was fun.
0: <laughs> oh, that's right. the The hot hail was actually pieces of the moon. Did yeah. they say? I just not a few pieces.
1: Yeah, um, apparently um, these natural disasters that Ming were causing uh, caused the moon to go boom. Um, and, and I thought Flash and Dale crashing into Zarkov's lab was an interesting way to bring the party together.
0: Now, was that a Wilhelm or a Luke Costello scream when the plane crashed into the lab?
1: I think I would have noticed a Wilhelm because this was so Star Wars, I was expecting one.
0: It, right. I mean, it was just this high, it was like a kind of an A. Abbott kind of mm-hmm. scream. Yeah. I,
1: I did like Zarkov's moral ambiguity. And that's always been a thing with his character. You never quite know. He's he's too smart and too rational. So, like, you never know which side he's going to be on.
0: Very, very weird character that they actually develop through that, that scene where they show his uh, memories. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't usually, in a movie like this, you do not usually get any background of a character. If right. you do, it's like in really small chunks. Yeah. For this one, they gave, he's the one that gets the entire life story thrown yeah. at you. Yeah. And some of it really was fucking weird. Well, there
1: was a lot of Nazi stuff there.
0: There was some Nazi stuff, sure. And um, his
1: last name is Zarkov. So it made me wonder if he had previously been a Nazi, even despite his name. Although, if it was said around 80, he would have been way too young.
0: Well, I mean, wasn't that the thing where there were a lot of Jewish scientists that some dipshit chased out of the country and wound up losing because of it? But
1: Zarkov sounds Russian to me. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Oh, that's true. I gotta say, the top of Zarkov's rocket, though, when we see it coming in, looks a bit like a flashlight.
0: I mean, wasn't there a Flesh Gordon movie? There was, there was Yeah, I thought so
1: Don't bother with it um, Okay Love the design of Ming's forces And just all of the random, you know, different species of alien Oh the, yeah The Lizard Man was nicely random <laughs> Although the Hawkman did have a bit of a leather vibe
0: Oh, totally I thought that was the dude that played Vulcan in uh, Baron Munchausen, but it, it's a different guy. Brian Bussett. yeah,
1: loved him in this. Um, really, at this time, the only guy who could have pulled that role off.
0: I could just imagine the director just be just be over the top, just laugh all, at mm. randomly places,
1: <laughs> and no one did did that better than Brian Bussett Turn out he's still yes. with us. Um, love the costume design. This movie is is very very gay. In the best way possible. <laughs> um, I loved that um, Aurora's little person pet. We, we won't get into the ableism, but you, you, you can yeah. understand that. But I loved that they were named Fellini.
0: Oh, <laughs> yes.
1: Which actually leads me to a bit of trivia. Producer Dino Laurentis, who had previously overseen two other comic book adapt- adaptations, uh, Danger Diabolic and Barbarella, both in 68, had an interest in making a Flash Gordon film since the 60s after direct- a directorial offer from George Lucas was declined, resulting in the creation of Star Wars, and a version that was to be directed by Federico Fellini did not enter production. Lady <laughs> Laurentiis hired uh, director Nicholas Rogue and entered the Dragon writer Michael Allen to lead development on the film in 77, but replaced them with Mike Hodges and Lorenzo Semple, who had directed uh, his deliverance as his uh, remake of King Kong due to his dissatisfaction with Rogue's version of the film.
0: My God, could you imagine if we had ever gotten a Bruce Lee Flash Gordon?
1: Imagine a Fellini-directed Bruce Lee written. Oh,
0: my God.
1: (laughs) The writer of Enter the Dragon with Fellini...
0: I mean, we'd be talking the greatest movie of all time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would just be ridiculous if if this, because that's what this was actually missing. Were were some real fight scenes instead of like oh, yeah. posing and weapons, you know? And, and, it was
1: like New Hope, but a step up. <laughs> I, the, I feel like the fight choreography in here was like a step up from New Hope, but it was still pretty iffy.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, this was this is very similar. There are scenes, like, where Timothy Dalton is shooting mm-hmm. at guards. Yeah. And the guards are just randomly looking around. <laughs> they weren't firing back. It was like they were the guards from the Holy Grail, where it was like, oh, he's not supposed to enter. If he comes in.
1: I like that they established that everybody hated Ming early. <laughs> Because you know it, it, it did. They didn't like sit on that for a while because it was obvious,
0: and you know they oh, just yeah. got it
1: out of the way. And yeah, this is how that's going to go.
0: Yeah, that was perfect. Because I mean, you know, tributes to him, and you know, just fuck you.
1: <laughs> and of course, we get the football fight early on.
0: <laughs> football fight.
1: When I what say the is movie that? is very, very gay, that was the first evidence. That <laughs> in the
0: there's like this green egg That's vaguely football shaped mm-hmm. That you know Once he had in his hand he's like Well now I can do something I can make a football pose What's this
1: He gets handed a ball like thing And suddenly he's kicking all the guards asses Because he's got all this football training
0: Yes No one does that in football
1: <laughs> But it was fun yeah, and oh, that's yeah. the thing about this movie. It is over the top and very ridiculous, but it it's just, a blast.
0: Just for the ridiculousness of it, it was very entertaining. Yeah. J- and especially like that scene
1: that it actually ultimately failed. He got caught. Yeah, you know, he was a Marty Stu, but not too much. They kind of kept it reasonable.
0: Well, he kept getting caught, and then you know it was the whole Scott Evil. You know, well he's right yeah. there, just you know, right, kill him. Right. With them. No, I'd rather leave him on this planet alone. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> now, Aurora, the, uh, Ming's daughter, has a line about water leaking from, you know, um, Dale's eye when Flash was arrested. I always get kind of annoyed when human aliens, human-looking aliens, refer to tears as water leaking from someone's eye. Like, they have no idea what tears are.
0: That's uh, that's totally from Dune. The, uh, the Freeman or, or you know that was the big thing with uh, well, Paul
1: there's uh, a point with the freeman cuz they they need all the water they can get
0: right when when Paul cries they they just were like ah, he sheds water for mm-hmm. the dead
1: but you know, a, a very human looking alien not knowing what tears are granted the word is you know going to be different but you know anything with eyes to some extent, tears, to clean the eyes. That's the whole point of tears.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. It, yeah, unless they're just a dry-eyed motherfucker, you know?
1: Um, and at one point, Flash says to Aura, uh, maybe we should team up sometime. And she asks, what does that mean? He says, maybe I'll show you sometime. <laughs> was that a valid threesome reference?
0: Uh, I don't think... Yeah, I don't think it was a threesome reference reference i think he maybe a side uh
1: well obviously of, i mean he wasn't really with dale yet um, yeah i don't know i just thought through some maybe just because this movie was so and this is what i love under the surface this movie is fucking raunchy as hell yes <laughs> but there is this veneer of like we want to be respectable on top of it and it's I mean, super thin
0: we all know the type of movie dealer I just wanted to make here
1: yeah yeah Flesh Gordon
0: Yes But we know he was not allowed to do it
1: Right um, Also loved the line Many brave might men died to bring in here From the galaxy of pleasure <laughs> Apparently this this drink That would cause um, Dale to enjoy her night with Ming Her forced night with Ming um, This was three years before The Many Boffins line <laughs> So apparently another thing Lucas took From the movie
0: well, this is this is three years after the Bothans, isn't it? Or no, no, you're right. Jedi Bothans was the Bothans. Jedi. You're right. You're right.
1: <laughs> I looked it up to make sure. <laughs> One of the few things I didn't like about the movie Flash and Aura on the ship after she helps him escape, you know, he's trying to drive the ship, she's distracting him. It was just kind of a cheesy
0: scene. Uh, uh, the 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 whole movie was about the cheese, though.
1: Yeah, but it was just kind of cliche in a way that I thought. They could have done better.
0: Um, uh, to me, the minor the tr- issue. The turnaround of Volton didn't make any sense. You yeah. know? Like why would he be like, ah, no, I'm not gonna get into this fight? It was just to get him out of the way so he didn't get captured too.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, there's a lot of things that just happened because they had something in mind with the plot.
1: <laughs> Look at Star Wars. New Hope. Ninety <laughs> percent of that movie is because plot. Gotta wonder when Dale learned to fight, because she takes some guards down.
0: Right. I like that she missed her first shot when mm. she got a gun. Yeah. But then just right after that does some crazy athletic flip. Yeah. It's like, wait, what?
1: She's this journalist. And who, who a can travel suddenly, agent. Travel agent. Sorry. Who can <laughs> suddenly kick guards' asses uh, with a gun. Yes. And martial arts.
0: It just comes from out of nowhere. Mm.
1: Didn't expect to see Richard O'Brien. That was nice.
0: He they he was underused, of course. I, well, mean, I
1: don't know if he was Richard O'Brien at this point.
0: I mean, this is six years after Riff.
1: Well, but it took a while for Rocky to really develop that following.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you know, it was kind of a cameo, I think.
1: Yeah, maybe. Uh, I I feel like it wasn't until like the mid '80s when he when Rocky was really mainstream that he became you know the icon. Um, I.
0: I'm thinking there were midnight showings still, though. Oh, I mean, it was still 80, yeah. definitely a cult thing that was going on. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, even as a kid, I kind of knew Tim Curry. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's where Tim Curry came from. Right.
1: Again, like the um, eroticism of Aura being whipped. Um, didn't expect <laughs> them to go there. Um, the would be scene Dune vibes. Yeah, they, they. there was this big tree stump with all these holes in it. And a beast that was basically just a scorpion's tail on a blob.
0: The the pain box, yeah.
1: This one um, civilization's test of manhood was to put your hand in the stump and see if you got stung. The way they put it was, "It's your uh, introduction to the next life, one way or the other. Either you're a man or you're dead."
0: And let's let's set something straight here. Why can't Timothy Dalton pick a winning script? <laughs>
1: I, don't know, I think this is pretty winning, Um and, and I mean, for the wrong reasons. But
0: well, I mean, if you're an actor looking to like get over, oh, yeah, this is yeah. not your choice.
1: <laughs> I gotta say, I think he's a better he- villain than hero.
0: I mean, we need to do. Uh, obviously, we need to do the one with him and Brooke Shields. Uh, oh God! Oh, is it Brenda Starr? Uh-huh. I think that's what it was.
1: Daniel Craig aside, were any of the Bonds at all successful outside of Bond?
0: I wanna I wanna say Mazzy Star, but I know that's not right.
1: No, no. <laughs> um I mean Connery had a thing after Bond, but before Bond, was anybody a thing?
0: Uh yeah, Brosnan.
1: Brosnan, I forgot about yeah, okay, he was kind of a thing, mostly from Reblington Steel. Yeah. But none of them were very successful before Bond, except for Daniel Craig.
0: But yeah, we we do need to do Bryn to star one of these okay, days. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if it's just that that bad, you know.
1: <laughs> mm. Speaking of Dalton's character, it was nice to see him have to rescue Flash from the swamp.
0: Right. You know, they the, didn't make Is that a land of the lost set?
1: <laughs> him that they didn't make Flash that much of a, a Marty Stew. Um Klytus's death was hilarious. <laughs> he he's the he's Ming's general. He shows up on the hawkman's platform and just before this um what was dalton's character's name baron the baron baron and, and flash were having a duel with whips on this platform <laughs> moving platform oh, you know that was way far in the air um, they
0: just needed some village people to yeah. go over that seed that know?
1: had spikes coming out <laughs> of it they really just threw in everything
0: Um, I mean, if you just had the song Macho Man playing in that fight scene, I think it just would have been perfect.
1: That's like 90% of this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Like I've been saying, it's very, very gay. (laughs) Um, But Clitus, the general, shows up and catches them. And they kill him by impaling him on the spikes on this platform. And you see the cliche, like, eyes coming out on strings in the tongue (laughs) as his body just like, um, decomposes in seconds. And then they actually throw in a girl-girl pillow fight.
0: (laughs) Cat fight!
1: Just below the surface. Yeah. (laughs) And apparently Mingo City, um, where Ming lives, has the same wedding march as Earth.
0: Yes. Uh, Wagner, you know... Bait his trip throughout the universe. Was it Wagner? I thought it was
1: Mozart.
0: He was Wagner.
1: Okay. Death March was was, Mozart. The ending was a bit cheesy, and I say, once again, when I say cheesy or cliche, I mean in a way that I think this movie could have done better. Because it was just the procession, and, you know, thank you, Flash, for saving us, and the Baron is now king.
0: Yeah, it might have been Mendelssohn.
1: Okay. And then. And I smell sequel, which I was not expecting. In
0: <laughs> My God, they checked all the boxes of cheesiness at the end. Yeah, like that's... the things that like I felt like this was um, adaptation where there you go over the rules of the mm-hmm. things you should never do. Oh, yeah. Never have a thanks to the, your hero at the end. They right. did it. Thanks, Flash. Yeah. <laughs> and then the end with the fucking question mark. Oh, yeah. Any other movie I'd be screaming murder at, but of <laughs> course this one, it was like, of course you've got to do it here.
1: Nobody involved in the making of this film gave a single fuck. <laughs> and it was glorious.
0: <laughs> I mean, that—that that, the end when the question mark appeared, of course would give a laugh line because it's like, no, they're not going to make a sequel. <laughs> 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 You're going to lose a lot of money on this.
1: Speaking of, on to sequels and remakes.
0: On to sequels and remakes.
1: Based on the 1934 King features comic strip of the same name created by Alex Raymond, several other comic uh, and novel versions, a 35 radio play, a 36 superhero serial film, that's what you wanted to do, a 55 (laughs) TV series, animated film, TV movies in 79 and 82 and 86, an 89 musical for kids... That would be fun. And a 2007 sci-fi channel series that I actually watched. Oh, yeah? It wasn't good, but it was fun in a bad way. <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, there were a number of movies, actually, and they're they're all in Roku. So I was kind of like, uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> it's all the sequels.
1: I, or, se- or serials, I should say.
0: Like... Uh, uh, I think there was one that the plot resembled this one a lot. Like, the planet had the same name, Mongo, and all mm-hmm. that. Well, that's
1: from the comic strip.
0: Yeah. So, so this was definitely a movie that they kind of, you know, mm. they took from that one.
1: I kind of wish they had made a sequel.
0: <laughs> I want more. Jib J. Bullock. splash <laughs> what
1: Honor Brains.
0: Honor Brains.
1: Like I said, no one gave a single fuck, and it was glorious, yeah, there are a few little nitpicks, but it's just beautiful. I'm going five.
0: I'm going four and a half. Uh, there's, you know, <laughs> there's like a lot of standing around, a lot of green screens that you're like, oh my God, you can see like the guy faded through and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they They really should do midnight showings of this yeah. Rocky Horror style. I'm sure there's plenty of props that you could bring in that would be just really funny <laughs> to go with.
1: I don't think either of us expected to give it these kind of ratings before we watched it.
0: Well, I also think the bar was set really low from the last two movies we've done. True, true. Just some of the most god-awful movies in the history of this show. And um, I'm looking at you, Star Crystal.
1: (laughs) I floated a slight change in schedule, which I'll get to in a moment. And my main reasoning before watching this was, we need something good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what did we learn? Uh, we learned that uh, if you're going to do yellow face like this, maybe we should CGI an uh, end racism bumper sticker on the back of his ship.
1: Mm. And I wonder that jocks and geeks can get along. I mean, who would have thought that this sci-fi franchise could be built around a football player? <laughs> These days, nobody would buy that if it hadn't been created decades ago.
0: So, I mean, it, it's not really Namath because Namath was such a different kind of person, you know. Oh yeah, I just Namath's mean he... kind of a smooth talker, well, kind yeah. of, you know. I just mean like a Matthew McConaughey. if he Namath,
1: played it. in the sense that I remember him not knowing anything about football, really, where he was on the f- cover of everything and in a bunch of commercials, sure. and he, you know, he had he was the face.
0: Very true. I mean, he flashed that the the rare winning quarterback for the New yeah. York Jets. Yeah, the only one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there was, there was a Giants. A lot
1: of I want to say Phil Sims. He kind of looked like it. Phil Sims,
0: that's true. And uh, but this, this is way before Sims was Phil playing. Sims. I think. Yeah. yeah, um, a couple of years before him.
1: Anyway, that's it for Flash Gordon. Until next time, we'll we'll be reviewing Farscape on the TV show. We haven't done a TV show in a while. And before I watched this, I was thinking we need something good. <laughs> and At least the beginning of Farscape is good. Or it was at the time. I'm curious to see how it's going to age. Until then, of course, always remember, never forget, wherever you go in life, there you there are. There you are.